On this episode of the AIE Podcast... The Secret World Spills the Beans. Final Fantasy, not just a fantasy. I'm back! <laughs> and we're about to take on Hellscream. And we talk with Stig and Ralph from the AIE Council. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the AIE Podcast, episode 162, The Die Has Been Podcast. Broadcasting from beautiful Northern California, this is Gomez. Hey, hey, party people. Joining me from only a quarter of the state away is Aludra. Hey, AIE, I think you're awesome. And coming at us from the deep south out in central Alabama is Accuzod. Greetings. This is Accuzod. So, Zod was not Ooh. here last, last week because he was on special assignment and apparently becoming a podcasting mogul in Atlanta. I so know. how the heck did, I, I, how the wow, heck did wow. that go? I, uh, oh uh, Dragon Con was absolutely amazing. Uh, um, if you were following my tweets, which I'm probably overtweeted way too much, I yep. was fortunate enough to get invited by, uh, uh, Brian Dunaway and Nicole, um, Spagnolia to help volunteer for the podcasting track. And, uh, Nicole said, do you think you could like maybe stream video live? I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. I brought, my, I brought three <laughs> oh, video cameras, tripod. I bought, I bought a little mobile hotspot and I, uh, I sat there in the podcast, uh, room. We had a little, um, in the Hilton room 203 most of the time. And we streamed live every, uh, podcasting session. Uh, when we went to some of the more uh, bigger events, like the Sex Talk or the uh, NF NSFW uh, show, which was mind-boggling, <laughs> I got to stream all those live. Uh, I got to, I got, I just, I cannot. I mean, this is my fifth year going to Dragon Con, and it was by far the best Dragon Con I'd ever attended. I, it was like <laughs> I was in one room the whole time, and everybody came to me. I got to meet. Oh, okay, all that's. <laughs> That I got is to, so awesome! I got to hang out with Tom Merritt. I got to talk to Veronica Belmont. Drove her crazy for a bit. I got to meet some wonderful people like Scott Sigler. I got to meet all the people from the uh, Voice of Geeks Network. I got to meet people from Earth Station One Network. A uh, ton of podcasters. And as a matter of fact, one of the things I learned from the audio engineers, we had a session on how to make yourself sound good. Uh, they had the advice to get this podcasting mic right here, the um, Audio-Technica 2100, I think it was. $35. It's an XLR and USB uh, cardioid mic. I forget the name. And it just dirt cheap and amazing for podcast production. So Yeah, you sound fantastic, dude. Although, although to, to talk to Coltrane, he said that the way he got his voice was cigarettes and scotch. So you have to balance <laughs> out those two things. Cheap liquor. So. <laughs> no, um, had an absolute Stay with my water, thanks. You spent a lot more than $35 on that. Yeah, that's yeah, very that's true. true. That's yeah. very true. Oh. Because I was streaming video during the sessions, I got to sit right up in front and close where I could see everything, which was just nice. My Boggling amazing. That so, is so um, cool. I actually brought back some pictures. We're going to do some home movies here. If uh, Google Hangouts will be kind enough to to work for me, let's go into the pictures. Whoop. Can you guys see that one right there? It may be hard to recognize this person with both of his hands, but that is Merle from The Walking Dead. Oh. Ah. And that is my. Oh, go ahead. Uh, having not seen the show, unfortunately, here I'm oh, gonna make sure oh. that people can see it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm remiss in my TV watching duties. I mainly watch cartoons. I haven't. Oh, um, Zod, you might want to click on your picture so that when yours stays up, yeah, yeah, force yourself up front. 
There we go. Okay. Sorry. Do you guys still see that? So yes. that's from World Walking Dead. That is my tripod. I was sitting right there, right behind it. So I was up front and center the whole time. This was from the NSFW show with uh, Justin Robert Young and Brian Brushwood, which was just an hour of amazing hijinks. I can't repeat what happened because it truly was NSFW. <laughs> uh, as you can see here, this uh, picture is taken by my wife. Uh, she was sitting in the front row because she snuck in to help me with the equipment so she could get a good seat. Because, you know, what, what are family for if you can't abuse exactly. them? Exactly. Like yeah. So, uh, so she's sitting there taking pictures of him. He walked up to her, licked his finger, and then wiped it on her camera lens, which we thought was hilarious. <laughs> uh, we had a total blast. Uh, my oh daughter my was God. there. My daughter was there too. She got to hug him for a long time. She held, they held hands while he talked with other people. It was kind of creepy at one point. So going, uh, sir, that's my daughter you're uh, holding on to there. Uh, she turned 21 during Dragon Con, so she oh, had a very good time. Happy birthday. Wow. She also got to meet some other people from Walking Dead. That is the old man. I can't remember his name. Uh, there is Glenn from Walking Dead. She also got to meet some people from Doctor Who. You guys recognize this guy? Mm -hmm. That is oh, nice. uh, Mickey Smith. He's also in Star Trek in uh, Into Darkness. And my wife and my daughter got to take pictures with uh, John Barrowman. And uh, the big smile on my wife's face and the goofy look on his face was because she was grabbing his butt the whole time during that photo. <laughs> I'm so, shocked. <laughs> shocked to hear yeah. that. Shocked. So, that was, so, um, I'm sure she'll be thrilled that you told time. everyone that. <laughs> oh, she, it's on her Facebook. She's been posting it everywhere. So we had just an absolute blast at Dragon Con. Although I must say there was one small rainy cloud in my Dragon Con experience, and that was Ralph was not there. Oh, Ralph, where were you, man? Oh man, I was. Uh, I actually worked all weekend, and I was seeing all the tweets and all the stuff, and it was uh, pissing me off. Oh. <laughs> uh, you were missed. You were definitely missed. Unfortunately, because I was stuck in the room, I didn't actually get to go to the AIE meetup we had on Sunday. There was a huge crowd of AIE people. Luckily, most of them kind of filtered through the podcast track while I was there, so I got to see Hans. I got to see Revenant. Did, see... did you disrupt a wedding? No, we did not get to disrupt a wedding. I felt so bad. We looked everywhere, and there was no wedding to be found anywhere. Oh, uh, so that's a shame. That's uh, a shame. Not as much fun as Nurtekin. <laughs> Anyway, just, just wow. I am still riding the high from being in Dragon Con. It was so much fun. It's kind of hard to adjust to normal life again. Only 354 days till next Dragon Con. <laughs> so, so, Ludra, uh, what have you been doing in the past week? Well, geez, I can't live up to Dragon Con. <laughs> I really can't. So, I'm going to say I got two tunes up to level 90 in World of Warcraft. Wow. Oh. With a friend. Yes. Uh, actually, my long oft ignored dk who i didn't even touch during cataclysm mm. yeah she's she's level 90 and we're gearing her up i'm actually a tank and it's crazy and i tanked things last night and it was crazy you and tanked? yes i did nice. i totally did and i tanked for this i did a scenario with this crazy crazy warlock who wanted to pull all the things and he did that well and that'll happen in all the years i've raided with you i don't think i've ever seen you tank i've tanked twice but I mean, last intentionally. Night was my, yes, yes, yes. Last night was my third time taking intentionally. <laughs> and then um, I also got my hunter up because it was kind of sad for me. I'd been working on the hunter off and on, all expansion, and the DK beat her there. And I'm like, well, that's just embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's kind of Well, to be fair, actually. the DK yeah. has a head start. No, she didn't. When I started with the DK, the Hunter was 88. No, I'm just saying, in general, the DK has a head start because the DK starts at 60 and then, you know, works their way up to, to no, 90. No, she was 85. Oh, and okay. And then, then I got her to 88 and then just said, okay. Yeah, so that happens. Like that. that happens. 
I can't get my DK um, above. I think he's a 68. I just, I just can't get into him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're tough. But you know what? You might want to try it with the new revamps and stuff because taking's fun, and Blood was a lot more fun than Dual Wield Frost, which I did not expect. But then I wasn't dying when we pulled all the things. And that's my very bad WoW habit, as you you probably well know. Uh, what about you, Gomez? What have you been up to? I got a I unlocked a real world achievement uh, on Labor Day. I biked fifty miles, uh, so that was interesting. I have discovered in a row. Yeah, in wow. a row, in three hours and eleven minutes on the saddle, and uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I I need to learn more about how calories work because. Uh, ever since doing that, my body's <laughs> like, no, you need more of these. No, you you need more of these. So I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out that that kind of balance between. Uh, I didn't eat nearly enough, so by the time we got back to the house, I was not doing very well. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, you poor thing. Yes, but, you do need a lot more calories. But yeah, self-inflicted. You know, self-inflicted. So I can't I can't uh, you know cry too much. But it, it was a lot of fun. I've uh, been playing a lot of Hearthstone and losing. Yeah. You know, look yeah, me up. Not to me yet. No, not, not to you yet. yet. But uh, um, I'm so, so show not found one seven four three is my uh my handle i accept all challengers but do not expect a you know good fight because that might not happen very much so um we do have some items to get through and then we have some other stuff to talk about but first uh we will talk to our special guest stig stig how have things been going you haven't been on the podcast in a while like we haven't seen you for forever how have things been going uh things have been going pretty good um I've had a lot of stuff going on uh, uh, in my personal life. Uh, I've got a new house. Yay! Oh, yes. So awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so I did that. Uh, that's what I did. And it's funny because we moved in. Um, we moved in on my younger daughter's birthday. So we'll never be able to top this birthday present ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. We got your house. <laughs> now you have to clean it. Yeah, now, now she can make do with gift certificates for the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah, that Aww. happens. That happens. So cool. Uh, glad to have you. So we're also joined by Ralph, who unfortunately was not at Dragon Con. Thanks, Zod. I'm sure he didn't need to, it to be pointed out to him. So how have you been, Ralph, since you uh, were last on the show? Uh, pretty good. I also have been uh, uh, in the house. I guess. <laughs> um, uh, but mostly uh, lots and lots of work recently, which is why I didn't get to DragonCon. But I do manage to play my uh, Guild Wars. I try to get in uh, most days before I go to sleep at night. Sweet. Um, and you're you're also playing with some AIE folks. Uh, you mentioned a remote Dungeons & Dragons game, which is cool. Well, like, sure. it's not specifically an AIE thing, but it is with AIE people. So that's that's always cool. That's yep. Every Friday night. And it's a Google Hangout. Uh, it's a thing called Roll20 that is integrated with Google Hangouts. So you can do your D&D and talk and chat and see video and all that. Are you doing it uh, on air live so we can all tune in and watch? You know, we haven't, but I think we can. Oh, you totally um, should. Nice. <laughs> on, yeah. We uh, typically, this is like our raids used to go uh, also. There will be about at least an hour of uh, YouTube videos and uh, – um, People of Walmart and... Oh, um, well, yes. What was the uh, 
awkward family photos. So and, it's, uh, it's basically just like a gaming group gathering. Like, oh my God, you guys, you totally have to see this video. Like, I, that's yeah. understandable. That's what happens when you get together with friends. It's <laughs> Yes. And, uh, well, Gypsy Girl is in this uh, bunch, and she always shows up with uh, all the stuff that she found during the week. <laughs> so... Okay, cool. So uh, Stig and Ralph will be bringing us up to speed on all the hidden ceremonies taking place in the secret AIE conclave shortly. Wow, I did not write this copy, ladies and gentlemen. So, but first, (laughs) we will cover this week's news. AIE News. I love the Gomos will just read anything I put in there. That's awesome. Okay, first up, the Secret World has released its August Game Director's Letter. Apparently, they're keeping things really secret nowadays. The letter talks about things like Issue 8, which will take place in Venice, and even a bit about Issue 9, which is set for Tokyo. There is too much great stuff to mention here, so head on over to the website and check it out. Hopefully, their September letter will come out before Christmas. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> no, that was a question mark. Oh, uh, you totally oh, I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> The Secret World is also holding events starting on September 6th. At least these aren't being kept secret. September 6th to 8th is Golden Weekend, which means bonuses and in-game goodies for players. Is this not enough for you? Are you feeling a little bit greedy? Well, how about the Gilded Rage event? This event gives double ability points, free months of membership for recruiting, and Funcom points are being sold at a discount. So if you are in the Secret World, go on over, check it out, get some stuff, and have a party. So I'm not wanting to speak ill of a game that uh, AIE is venturing into, but uh, Final Fantasy had kind of a shaky start. I I think they were shocked that people were interested in Final Fantasy, which... (laughs) It's like you're making what? 14 of these. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Um, it looks like things are starting to stabilize and the server this is that the final one people want to get in on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, this might be the last one. We need to So it looks like things have yeah, been it stabilized. Might be really final. And uh and Gilgamesh looks like the server that is going to be chosen for AIE. It looks like the majority of people are there. It looks like they have a link shell set up. Which is sort of a means to communicate. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Where things are still being finalized. They're still not in the settled phase of GURP yet. So we definitely want to... I'm probably using the wrong terminology, aren't I? Are they... Nope. Okay. Um, no, they're not in settlement. That they're was not incredibly close. Okay. No, they're not in well, settled. That's what I said. <laughs> so, yeah. which we will go into later. Trust me. So, they're still feeling things out, but there's a long thread about availability of character generation in the forums, which is currently the problem. Normally, if you already have a character, you can get on the server no problem. It's creating a character that's the problem. So, it looks well, like... even. Even getting in if you have a dude is, is pretty tough. It, it's, it, it has improved dramatically in the last week, though. So it appears Good. that to create characters, Night Owls might have a bit of an advantage, but things are stabilizing. They're putting a lot more hardware at the problem, and so I think things will you know get progressively better from this point forward. Awesome. Okay, so we all know you love this podcast, right? Of course. Well, just in case you needed more... Fear not, frequent guests of the show who talk about SWOTOR have fo- have foamed, have formed their <laughs> own podcast to be under the AIE umbrella. We have umbrellas? I want an umbrella. I, I didn't know we had umbrellas. <laughs> well, so we can sell that it's on the show. Oh, yeah. 
I know we've got bags and stuff. Okay, anyway, <laughs> okay. So... the council's here. Umbrellas. Let's look into Umbrellas, them. next BlizzCon. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Escape Podcast. You should give it a listen. It's not up on iTunes yet. It's still going through the approval process, so you can download it through the direct link we've got in the show notes. Uh, check it out. Yeah. Hopefully, the Escape Podcast doesn't mean that they are escaping from the AIE Podcast. I like those guys. I like having them here. They don't need to hide and run away. That would make me sad. So, I think Max and Pell know that would not be acceptable. So, I, I think we will still see them <laughs> on from time to time. Good. We'd better, because they're good guests. <laughs> All right, it's the week before World of Warcraft's patch 5.4. Are you ready? I'm kind of not. Remember, things such as the Battlefield Barons are going away. That's it, forever gone. Ah. New content is going to be taking its place, though, such as the Celestial Tournament, which is, like, the most important thing. But in case you're, you're wondering about other things, there's the Timeless Isle and the Siege of Ogrimmar. I hear that's kind of a big deal. That tiny thing. thing. <laughs> yes, a little thing. This patch is scheduled for September 10th, guys. Mark your calendars. Be prepared. I will see you there. So is a Celestial Tournament like the Argent Tournament? Because, man, that annoyed me yeah. after about a week. No, okay, no good. you need, like, at least 15 max level pets, and then you get to go fight Chen Stormstout, who's been secretly pet battling this whole expansion. Oh, okay. I'm not even yeah. the whole expansion. Yeah, him <laughs> well, and a... Yeah, I know, little right? Little column A. But him and, little column B. Yeah. So with, you fight things like Blingtron and stuff too. So. so with that, we want to throw the ball back to Ralph and Stig. They have some important things to tell us. Well, at least they, you know, came up with some stuff to talk about uh, with regards to AIE. So uh, what has been going on with the guild at large? Yes. Uh, Stig, you want to you Yeah, go, actually, you it's... Go? It's been kind of a quiet summer, and um, we uh, things had gone a little slack. People were doing stuff, uh, you know, people had stuff coming up over the summer. People really weren't uh, logging in quite as much. Uh, amongst Buying houses. <laughs> yeah, exactly, stuff like that. Um, but uh, now we've, you know, the, as far as the, not just the, like each game has always been kind of chugging along, doing their own thing. But as a, as a community, the, 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 the leadership, um, which consists of all the officers in every game coming together and kind of figuring out what they want to do um, with the, you know, with the larger community, what games we want to move into, how we want to handle it, uh, you know, what, what kind of things we want to have that are common between the games and how we want to, to grow the community. Um, I think we've got a little bit more focus now. We, we, um, we just started having regular meetings again. In fact, we've got another one coming up this, this weekend. And we're going to start bringing in some more um, community town hall meetings. Um, expect to see the first one being scheduled soon. Um, we'd like to do them at least quarterly. Um, so every three months, um, have everybody, you know, get together, um, do a big old town hall meeting, and just sort of address questions about the the community as a whole and where we're going and you know what what we're doing now. Um, so we've been we've got a lot of stuff right now that's all queued up and we've been working through it slowly. Um, one of the things that uh, that obviously is right at the top of the list is the GURP because you know we came up with that process and we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes and we're we're really fine tuning it now. 
um, also how um, uh, what we've been working on this week and, and uh, actually the past two weeks are the unified policy where we kind of want to make a uniform um, a somewhat uniform policy amongst different games because right now what we have is that um, you know we had the WoW guild had its policy and every other game that started up kind of took that because they really liked it and did a lot of copy pasta and so they all look the same but there are little differences and we want to kind of make things a little bit more uniform um, you don't have to there's worry even, about there's even some guilds out there that are not AIE that have uh, copied and pasted that thing. yeah which which is actually which not is a problem fine. because it's, it's open source there are guilds yeah. out there that are not AIE <laughs> what? yes wait yes. <laughs> new thing Blizzard started they're really? a maple story. Wow, a maple story. <laughs> I remember that April Fool's joke. Yes. But um, so yeah, so so that's the thing. What, what, what am I missing, uh, Ralph? Well, the, so like you kind of said, the, there's it's a lot of times unless there's expansion comes out, there seems like there is a summer lull. But uh, things are really picking up, I think, with other games, you know, on the horizon. The the biggest one, obviously, is the final. Fantasy, fourteen. And this is the uh, the finalist. I don't know what their tagline is. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like A R R or something. I don't even know what the, yeah, the acronyms are. <laughs> um, but also on the horizon is Wildstar, which looks very cool. The art style looks very cool. Um, and also uh, there's a thing called Landmark from Sony, which is going to be it's almost like a gaming platform. And then their EQ Next is going to be built on top of that. And if you've seen any of the trailers for that looks awesome uh, i am tra- uh, so the buildings, yeah they're they're destructible uh buildings uh, it's very cool looking and of course uh aie what we do is we play games and a bunch of our people uh are off and running in the uh, final fantasy and getting stuff going and that's why stig and i kind of wanted to, t- to just give a uh, refresher course on this thing called our guild expansion readiness process which is the GURP. Oh, such a good name. You got, you, wow. that, that's all you pretty much, Ralph, isn't it? With yeah. the acronyms and yeah, the names. Okay. Ralph <laughs> is he who names things. Yes. <laughs> so, um, by the way, uh, we do have one for like when it comes time to retire a game, which we haven't had to do yet. And I'm trying to remember, do you remember the, uh, the acronym? I remember the acronym stick. I'm trying to remember the words that go with it. Uh, something about old yeller. Um, <laughs> oh, <yes. man. laughs> So I'm going to cry? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'll get that one to oh, you. Oh, uh, it was the first. Fine, I know that, but it's the final... Uh, it's, final... Retirement uh, and termination. How nice. Final, 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 final executive retirement and termination. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> wow. We just haven't written that one up yet. So <laughs> for folks who are new to it, it's on our wiki. Um we have a page that describes the GURP process itself and also another page that talks about the status of games at, that are currently in the process and how far along they've gotten. But mm-hmm. basically this was our take on the sort of natural process that happens anyway when people start playing a new game and we want to get our guild into it, but we wanted to make it nice and smooth and sort of an on-ramp. And so the first phase is discovery. And this couldn't be looser, right? It's just there's a game out there. People in AIE have noticed it. Yeah. And 
the discovery phase is pretty much people sitting around, maybe talking in the forum saying, okay, I've been checking out the game and here are the way the mechanics work and this is what I've seen. You know, the, here are some of the trailers. Here are some of the things that right. the developers are saying about it. This is the information gathering phase. Yeah, the, only, the, the only reason this one even has a name is to distinguish it from the others. Yeah. But it's basically like just stuff that happens before we start doing a game. Hey, well, look, in, guys, Pac-Man's online! And, and honestly, <laughs> th this is also a thing where before the game comes out, it can't be in anything but discovery phase. Some people have tried right. to move games past the discovery, but we actually need the game to be out before it can move out of discovery phase. So talk as much as you want on the forums, you know, gather right. up as much interest as you can, but it's... It, they, each of the phases does take a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one, one thing we have learned is that um, everybody who is excited about a new game uh, is very excited about it. <laughs> yes. And, and they will yes. typically be one to two to three steps ahead in the GURP um, <laughs> from where we really are. And that's okay. It's great that they're excited. Yes, um, we need that excitement. It yeah, builds the great. community. Um, the next stage is actually the first one when anybody can actually play the game. And uh, closed beta, we really kind of don't count, but anything where there's sort of widespread availability, where anybody who is motivated can go get in and play that game. Yeah, and I, I think it, you know, the reason why closed beta wouldn't be is that it's when anybody, it's when people can start playing the game and talking about it, talking yes. about it openly, because right. that's very important. NDA is kind of kills you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what happens during uh, Expedition is, uh, of course, we will probably uh, name a server or two because people want to go to the same place, but it's really a time for trying to play the game via whatever means you can. If that means we're on separate servers, and actually it's good to try out many servers during this time so we can see the lay of the land. Um, the main part that brings us together is the fact that we're all in Ventrilo talking and that we're all talking in our forums about the game, but we don't necessarily all have to be on the same server together. But it is a good time to be seeing like, oh, we really like this server, or this server has the goon squad on it, and, you know, we don't Or the we Reddit army. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's a, again, a time for learning about the game and about the community in the game besides us, besides AIE. Now, this is where Final Fantasy is right now, this phase right here, right? That's right. Yep. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and the, the important thing to, to remember about expedition phase two is that we don't necessarily want there to be only one group out there doing the expedition. But really, in, for some games, it's going to work better if we've got multiple groups out there all trying it out, maybe on different servers. You know, one group on a PvP server, one group on a PvE server, um, to, to see what the differences are and if, you know, if there's really an advantage. Um, and that's why right now with Final Fantasy, you know, people are, you know, are worried about what server we're selecting it doesn't really matter unless there's unless there's a you know unless there's some game mechanic which makes it really difficult to re-roll on a different server um you know our caveat is if if it's really going to be hard for you to start again from scratch and to re-roll on a different server as a different faction you may want to wait until the until the settlement phase but if you really want to get in there and just play around and report back to the other members of AIE what's going on in that in that game expedition's a good place to to start mhm mm play the game differently too like play pvp as opposed to pve and you know 
all that other stuff. What I usually do in, in circumstances like this is I will pick a character class that I'm super interested in the game, but I have no interest in actually playing that class. And so I can see how the game mechanics work from a perspective of, I know I'm not going to want to do this long term. And that way, when mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we chose this server, it's not a big deal. So I, yeah. I try not to get too invested in like the first character that I make. And so it, it, it becomes much more trivial when a final decision is made and it actually moves into the settlement phase. Cool and, idea. And That's a really good advice. Yeah, and and <laughs> uh, it, I, I did like that in Guild you... Wars 2 and then I ended up playing that character to 80. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you it's can like get attached. You a dog and you say, I'm not going to become attached. Right. And then you end up... <laughs> I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying, like, for me, I have figured out I'm really bad at melee classes. So I, I will often pick a melee character because I know that this is probably not something I'm going to be interested in, but I can still see the game and see the shinies yeah. for the first, you know, couple no, of weeks or months. It's like they tell medical students, don't don't name the cadaver. Yeah. <laughs> um, Unless, of course, you knew the cadaver's name before it was a cadaver. Yeah, then it's, and then, then it becomes trying. more creepy. Moving on. Oh, that would be super creepy. Yes, new topic. So after expedition uh, comes settlement, and this is where things get a little more official. This is where we actually uh, pick a server. Although I will say, even at that point, this is not necessarily the server forever, right? Things may happen during settlement that you have to change. And, you know, for that matter... We've had uh, guilds have to change servers even after they were already a domain, right? So yeah, had to change it. Or Swotor, and that wasn't their choice. Rift, Rift, we had to move. Um, yes. Yep. So it doesn't mean it's going to be forever, but when you're domain, it's you know pretty likely to stick there for a while. It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, during settlement, we've definitely tried to pick one. We uh, we will make things more official in terms of having a, a, a place in the forums. We will make get things set up in Umami. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to be looking for a game director at this, during yes. this time. Yeah, Settlement is, is um, I think if, if we could pick any particular icon or symbol for Settlement, it's Google Docs. <laughs> That's a that's a really good yeah. comparison. <laughs> that really is actually, yeah. So <laughs> if we're still using work. Google Docs, we're in Settlement. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Flags. I keep looking at all the stuff that Akizad is uh, consuming. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a uh, chat with the chat room about different types of alcohol at the moment. He's still so. alive. <laughs> but um, but and this is this is interesting because one of the one of the things that we have when we look for a game director is that uh, we want uh, people who are interested in doing it to submit what we call the the letter of intent. Um, but really, it's basically something not too long that you know says what your vision yeah what's your vision for the guild is and what you'd like to do and if there's any particular focus in the game that that you want to have and how hands-on you want the guild to be stuff like that um we get some for, you know, for some games where it's people who have the entire policy written out in every <laughs> process, and that's not quite as important. We'll, you know, that stuff will be. Well, we out. have we're, all that. We have the all written out. That we're more, uh, we're more concerned with. Um, now, to, to be fair, the people that send us these very elaborate things, they they usually have a very, you know, uh, a good idea of exactly what what they'd like to do at the guild. They've got the energy. These are these are good people. It's just, you know 
they're, they're long letters. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and which honestly, is, which is, uh, to be yeah. fair, before you choose to be a game director in any game or submit, it would probably not be a bad idea to talk with people like Pell, who yeah. is yeah. someone who brought Star Wars, like he was decided as the person who is going to be the director. Find out what he's gone through. Because although I think Star Wars is in a really happy place, I don't think it's going to be a mystery to anyone that for a while it was not. So <gasps> th- th- there's, 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 is both the good and the bad that I, yeah. I think the, it's the dark really. The uh, light side of the force. Ex- exactly. Yes. <laughs> Almost literally um... the dark and light side of the force. So I think it's really the important is... to know what you're getting into. The problem is, is that we as officers make it look way easy. <laughs> like um, there's next to no work that goes into it because we are good at what we do by now. <laughs> well, um, Gomez, I want to thank you for bringing up that, that that there can be tribulations and that there are people out there with experience in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, I'm going to mention what happens in Domain, and then I, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some stuff we're putting forward to help with that exact thing. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. So domain is um, what comes after settlement, and this is basically um, when you're completely official. You're you might as it's the same as WoW or SWOTOR or Eve or Rift or any of the games that we have. Secret World. Sorry guys, mm-hmm. I, I remembered you. <laughs> um, it's when you get it's when you get the letterhead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And um, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know if there's much more to say about it than that, except for you know you're going to be in Umami. You will have officers. They will be looking at applications and approving them and inviting. And it's it's uh, it's you're it's like you're a real guild. Well, you are a real guild. Yes. <laughs> it's almost like we're a real guild. Almost like we're adults. Yes. I know. Almost grown almost. up and everything. <laughs> the um, so going to what Gomez was saying about um. There's this whole sort of pathway to this, and there can be issues. And um, even for some people, you know, it's like, uh, wait, what stage of the GURP are we in now? What do I need to be doing? What does the guild need to be doing? Oh, we have a bunch of people who uh, want to play this way or play on this server versus that server. How can we deal with these things? And we have people who have been through this. And um, we have, you know, um, Boovy helped with the... uh, with the Lotro folks, Pell actually helped also with the Lotro folks. Um, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry, Booby helped with STO. Well, he yeah. also. What else? He helps with uh, with uh, another one. It's slipping my brain now. Um, oh, um, so Booby was everywhere for a yeah, while. Yeah, Booby was playing all of the things for a very long yes, time. Yes, he and was. Helping with all of the things. So, but well, basically, Booby was doing um, STO before we had a GURP and before we'd even decided yes. to branch out. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. that's very true. Um, and so uh, what we're doing is kind of officially recognizing that this happens. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is uh, there's going to be a group of people that, because the council is kind of too small to help with all this, even though we're charged with with uh, officially shepherding the new games through the GERP process, um, it, there's not enough of us to make that happen. So there's actually going to be a group of people, and we're going to call them our, our GERP Tiger Team. And Wow. The individual people that are assigned. Go, Tiger Team Gurp! Yes. Well, we, we all know what the name of the Tiger Team is, right? Yeah. Right. So each um each person that is like assigned to a particular game to be sort of their champion to help them will be that game's Henry. 
to help them and assist them, and that's who they should go to to sort of be their liaison to the whole process. And uh, so we've, like we said, we've already had this going on unofficially. Now we're having it go on officially. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, these were just at this point, people have volunteered to be on that team. We just haven't uh, officially designated who's who's the Henry for each of the new games coming up. Yeah, um, well, they're not out yet, so we have a right. little bit of time, just a little bit. Um, well, the Final Fantasy people, uh, I think it's there's there's some people over there involved who are who are being very helpful. Um, so mm-hmm. it's I think that's helping. We're pretty far along right now, but we've got a we've yeah. got a couple of, like Wild Stars, another one that's right. that's out there now, but I don't think they've moved quite as far through it and. Uh, well, to I mean, to be I'm fair, not sure exactly what the block is there. Well, isn't well, Wildstar still in beta? Yeah, Wild no Wildstar yeah. is now rewriting core game mechanics, so yeah. we're not going to be seeing that game till probably next summer. So Wildstar yeah. is, doing a tit- is doing a Titan, yeah. 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 Well, no, they're not completely <laughs> rebooting things, but they're they're rebooting more than I think people expected them to reboot. So I think they had some some core issues that they're uh, yeah. that they're working through. I still look forward to the game. It's just I I'm not really it's not really on my radar of games I'm going to be playing soon. So that's you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have yeah, room. I no, I'm not. No more MMOs, you guys. Seriously, no more MMOs. <laughs> I have a spot reserved for Hex, and then that's it. So no I'm more. Out for EverQuest next. I'm I'm going to play all the games. Yeah, I'll probably <laughs> dabble in them all. You know, this is going to sound weird, but um, hearing about the Siege of Orgrimmar and Garage, I know because when I left when I left WoW, it was at least partially because of Garage. Oh. I just, I didn't, <gasps> so now the that. chance to beat him as a raid boss. I'm not and, saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I think I could uh, come back because, and I'm, I'm, I'll stand by Vulgen. Yeah. And uh, I think I could like, like cue this whole uh, training montage <laughs> where I get myself <laughs> like from 85 the, up to like 90. Valley, yeah. Dun dun Man, I should totally have Eye of the Tiger on my soundboard. Why do yeah. I not have Eye of the Tiger on my soundboard? <laughs> Particularly when we're talking about the Tiger team. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, so many reasons. Well, um, if we had show notes up a little earlier, maybe uh, we could have known to cue yeah. it. <laughs> no, not on um, us, on them, silly, on them. <laughs> um, so are you guys, uh, do you have any questions uh, that uh, we didn't talk about regarding GURP? GURP? Oh, uh, just one thing I wanted to mention during discovery phase, do not violate any NDAs on the AIE forums. I cannot state that enough is wait. We are a large gaming community that people do know about that game companies do know about. We do not want to ruin the chances of AIE being invited into an early version of a game by violating NDAs. So if a yep. game, if a game company tells you don't talk about something, do not talk about it on the forums. It is not a closed system. Public, you know, anyone can anyone can view posts on the AIE forum. So please, I really want to restate that. If they tell you don't talk about it, they're serious. Do not talk yeah. about it. <laughs> we even have some some people who have accounts. So even if you're thinking, "Oh, I'll be behind the wall." No. Some people who work for co- gaming companies have accounts. Yeah. On our forums, 
I don't know who, so don't ask me, well, please. Uh, actually, and, and I know there, there are people that, um, you know, that uh, we'll hang out with on Mumble in Eve mm -hmm. or on Vent um, that, uh, that work for other companies. And, yep. you know, th these are people that are not just, you know, uh, you know, bottom rung employees. There are people, there are people that are, that are game developers that are, uh, mm -hmm. that are in the guild and you get to talk to them on a regular basis. And so the, the game, you know, the game companies that are out there, they, they do know who we are. Yep. Well, it, it, I still find yeah. it funny. The book of heroes. <laughs> When, yeah, I, when I said, is there any chance that the guild cap is going to be raised, the person actually said to me, we do not have a, most people don't have AIE problems. And guess what yes. happened? The guild cap got raised. So I'm just yes. saying, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying that, uh, that no, that people are certainly aware of who we are. So, you know, wear that flag over your head, uh, you know, wear it responsibly, wear it with pride. We, we, we want to represent ourselves as a gaming community in a good way to the, the general populace. And I, and I will say that sometimes when you're talking about stuff, oh. people will say some NDA stuff inadvertently, or they may not be aware that it's NDA. And at, you know, in the forums, we uh, as moderators, they tell someone can report it to us and say, hey, I think this is an NDA thing, and we can, we can go and hide that right away so that it won't be a problem. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that can happen, but you know, honest mistake. Um, so it's just you know, sort of all of us keep a be aware of it. The the best Don't way spoil to... it for all of AIE. There's a lot of us that you're smiling it for. Yeah, well, and, and it's the whole thing. The the best way, because I mean, I work for a company that we do a lot of stuff under NDA. The best way to tell if it's something you can talk about, go to the public face of the company on the web. If it is mentioned there, no problem. Like. That's a pretty clear indicator that it's not it's not covered under the NDA. So yeah, just just be aware. Just just be aware of what well, you're we talking. We have a we have a question from the chat room. Uh, Sophia would like to know what Stig is drinking. Oh uh, yeah, I, I held it up uh, right now. It's the uh, Flying Fish Octoberfish. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is Flying not something I could have uh, guessed. <laughs> it's a local brewery, well, relatively lo local. Um, it's a uh, southern Jersey. Um, it's not too bad. <laughs> that's that's not under NDA though, is it? Right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> no. Just making sure. Um, I do have a couple things that are uh, semi. They're not completely formed, but uh, I at least want to mention them to people. Okay. Um, one is that uh, there is a charity. Uh, that uh, raises money for uh, children's hospitals, and it's called the Extra Life Charity. You've probably heard of it. Uh, I know there was a thing with My Extra Life versus Extra Life for a while, the name collision. They have a, a yearly – I think it's yearly. I think it's in November. Yes. And um, um, AIE slash Frog Pants um, is going to be fielding a team for that. Oh. Um, we've – We've had um, in, in the past, we've had a lot of AIE folks do it sort of on their own, but now it's going to be sort of all together. And uh, we'll be having a post in the forums pretty soon to describe how you can get to be part of that team and how you can set up and get pledges and how we can pick which of the various hospitals we want to, you know, to have our charity go towards. 
Okay, um, so we had a hood on last week, and he mentioned off mic, that's right. or off show, yeah. that uh, that right. th- this was happening. So cool! I'm glad that I'm glad that yeah. that has uh, become A-Hood an official is, thing. Is, yeah, he's kind of the uh, the trigger for all this. He's done it in the past, and he's very anxious to do it again. And um, basically, what's happened so far is we talked with Scott and said, "Is this okay to do this as a frog pants thing?" Um, you're not, you know, still mad about the extra life name and stuff, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he um, hasn't been mad ever about the charity yeah. raising money and, for children's hospitals. Yeah. yeah. That, that was basically his response. He's like, he's like, I'm fine with that. And I like charity. So yeah, let's do. Yeah. Hello. Um, awesome. We have another question from the chat room. Yeah, Zato would like to know uh, what advice you have for people contemplating making the dive into being the director for a, a game in the GURP process. Says the director of Secret World. Well, actually, and this this is an interesting question because it, it covers on something that that we we should have mentioned when we were uh, talking about the GURP before, which is um, the you know what makes a game successful uh, in in our eyes. You know what what makes a game worthwhile when we consider do we want to have a presence for an AIE presence in a particular game, what's the criteria do we use? Is it size? Well, not really. Size doesn't size doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Says the largest WoW girls in the world. Yes. Yeah, but it's just WoW. I mean, you know, we've we've got other we've got other uh, guilds in other games where we're, we're very small. And I mean, really, we could have a presence in a game where it's just six people logging in. But if they're having fun and they're doing stuff on a regular basis, and they've got a you know they've got a good group there, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have a problem with that. Um, they, uh, th- that's not something where we like. Eh, that's that's not big enough for us. Um, but I think I like that. I really do. It, it it tells everybody that even if the games dwindle, they they still have a place within AIE. You know. And and what we're you know what I think what's important is why we branch out into these particular games is we we like to have a community that's relatively transient between the games. We you know, we knew that people were going to be leaving WoW and people were going to be playing other games, but we wanted to be able to play these games with the same people, with the people that we like to play games with. And so the idea that we've got a large game where each game's got, you know, it's it's hardcore folks that, you know, this person plays Guild Wars 2, and that's, you know, they, they play that solely, and, you know, this person plays Eve, and this play, person plays well. But then there are a bunch of people that'll play various games and may switch, you know, change back and forth over time. Hey, you know, I haven't played this game in two years. I'm going to re-up. But I go back in, and hey, it's the same guys I was playing with in WoW, or it's the same guys I was playing with Right, in because Earth. it's about the community, and it's about being able to play with your friends. Mm-hmm. And so our, our big question was, well, so what what makes a game worth it? What where, where's what's the criteria that's gonna say, oh you know we really can't do an AIE guild in in that particular game? And I think that the one thing that um, the, the best answer that we've been able to come up with in my mind is if we don't have enough people that we consider you know being good officer material and being you know right for the for the role of of uh, uh, officer, we don't have enough people in a particular game that can be an officer, have the time to do it, and are able to meet the needs of the people who are playing that game from AIE. So really, that that is the the limiting factor. And so for people who are considering doing uh, doing a game directorship, we don't expect 
officers to come in and devote all their time and you know forgo all their personal stuff and devote all you know um, spend hours and hours and hours and hours doing just this game but do you have enough time to commit to it and to be able to have people who are playing the game and relying upon the leadership in that game are you going to be able to, to commit to that time and if you can't can you know if you can't do it yourself can you split that with somebody else although it's kind of tricky to, to split leadership of, of, uh, of yeah. a guild and that's, um, that's kind of what I was going to say too Stig is that um, there's going to be other people besides you who are way into this game but may not want to be an officer so so that a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, they may still want to be playing the game. If you're going in and you're going to be the director of that game, then you need to think about what's going to happen in two years. Am I still going to want to play this game? Or am I going to have, you know, be able to find somebody to do that? Doesn't mean you shouldn't be the director, but you sort of need to think about those things. Yeah. And and another thing is is that um, you know I'm sure that you know there are a lot of people that you know they want to get in there and they think well if I'm going to kind of shape the way that this guild's run and how we're going to do it and really have a good say I need to be the leader that's not always the case I've actually found in my in my case I I don't like to be the top dog I was the the CEO of the Eve Corp and it was kind of I was not all that good at it. I, I was good at certain things. A lot of technical... I checked boxes. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> wow, you're so, good at technical things? Yeah. Hold it, on. Find, I find it extremely hilarious. The guy who runs all of the back end for everything AIE does <laughs> is like, I don't really like being the top dog. <laughs> but... But no, really, like dealing with the alliance um, and doing a lot of the diplomatic stuff, I was I was not very good at it, and I really didn't have the time to, to do it well. And I handed it off to to, to Rost, um, you know, or Palladius, um, and he he probably has even less time than I do, but he does that aspect of it so much better than I do, and it's nice because at the time that I kind of became pretty weary of the whole leave thing and decided to, to, to step back a bit. Um, we brought in a bunch of new officers and what they've done with, with the corp is actually a lot better than, than where we were when I left. You know, I'm still proud of what I did with it, but you know, I handed it over to the right people and let them run with it. And, and I come back and it's doing better than, than I, than I'd even hoped it was. So, um, so, I guess the the point there is that you can you know just being being in the game you don't even have to be an officer but just being in the game being in the guild and doing stuff to help get the guild where it needs to go and I use guild in a in a generic sense here gaming you know, community guild right yeah. <laughs> yes uh, AIE yeah um, you know or you know the the particular organization within a game. It's, you know, you can do a lot and you don't need to be the person with GM, you know, uh, next to your name. Yeah. That's true. Well, and, and also yeah. it, it's funny that you bring that up, that you're very proud of what you did, but you're very happy that someone moved it in a additional and new direction. I still yeah. remember when we had Warak back on um, when he was playing Eve pretty like quite a bit. And we had him back on the podcast and I was like, oh, here's a link to the show notes. And he's like, you guys do show notes now? Like, 
it was it, I can't think of doing a podcast without you know something to work from but yet that was I mean he and Gaffoni and Deals were just going off the cuff for an hour and I I cannot imagine doing that like I, I need something to be able to work off yeah. so no it's whenever you bring in a new group of people they're always going to have new ideas and that's what I think makes AIE great is we have so many people we can continue to bring new ideas and new thoughts to the table Mm-hmm. Not just okay. so many people, but so many really good, intelligent, creative people. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. We don't like those. We're a special breed. No, we don't like those. Get those out. <laughs> well, and, and Randy, I mean, Randy said the same thing about the about the WoW Guild at one point, and I forget the exact uh, the exact uh, phrasing that, that he used, but you know, he said that what really made it successful was he just found some good people to be officers and just let people go and do what they needed to do. And that's... You know that that's really what it comes down to is it comes down to finding the right people and trusting them to do what needs to be done and mm-hmm. for the most part they'll do it. Mm-hmm. The uh, I did want to mention the other thing that I was um, going to mention that's coming up that it's, I'm, I can't say a ton about but the oh. guild hall the guild hall at uh, BlizzCon is uh, we expect it to be bigger and better this year than it has oh. ever been. <laughs> and, uh, and so there, Accusad. I want to go. Um, I'm gonna be there. It's um, fine. I'll have so my basically, you know, uh, Scott is gonna be at at BlizzCon this year, and so he's he's uh, he's gonna be involved basically in some aspects of the Guild Hall, and uh, that's just gonna make it all about fifty uh, percent more awesome. Okay, sweet. I so. I am planning on doing a whole visiting my sister in Redondo Beach BlizzCon extravaganza weekend thing down at that time of year. So <laughs> I'm yes. definitely making that. I, I, am, I am driving down there at midnight if I have to this year because I missed it last year. That is not happening again. <laughs> Everybody missed it last year. There was no last year. Or I'm, I'm The last time BlizzCon was there. I I, yeah. I was not because I was working till like eight or nine at night this year. That will not stop me. I will get in the yes. car and drive down anyway. So good because we need a picture of us that's not all yellow. To put on <laughs> these, like, and also, I mean, to, to, to put it this way, um, I you know I I personally haven't played WoW since uh, since Wrath, um, but. I would go out to BlizzCon if I, you know, if we hadn't bought a house and I had yeah, yeah. to spend on a plane ticket. Um, <laughs> but that, really, that's the only thing that, that's keeping me. It's just the, the, the distance, the, the travel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, totally. You know, if, if I if I had a, a plane ticket, I would gladly go out to do it um, just yeah. because, you know, it, it looks like it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and don't let your lack of a BlizzCon ticket stop you guys. I go every year without a ticket, and it is a blast. I mean, we have a live stream, and there's games, and seriously, this is really what drove home the AIE community thing to me before I became an officer and before all that is just the guild hall and seeing all of us in action and playing Django with Stig. Yeah, I must say, it was really nice of uh, Blizzard to hold their convention the same time we're holding the AIE convention. I know, <laughs> it worked out pretty well. Yeah, they're, 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 pretty, they're pretty good neighbors. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the, uh, the good thing is is that if you go, like, you know, if you're, if you're not spending your time in the convention center, there's actually oxygen outside the convention center. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to and do, it turns it. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
you get in there, it's all um, hot. Sophia in, the, uh, in the chat room asked what book uh, my avatar is reading. I, I think That's I told them. Skyrim guide. It was a Skyrim oh, guide, you... over 800 pages. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. this, uh, my, my avatar is a take uh, is a play on uh, on Gypsy Girl's avatar. Yeah, uh, I noticed that. She uh, she did every single thing you can do in Skyrim with the aid of the 900-page Skyrim Bible, and that is – her avatar is actually a real picture of her real face holding the real book. <laughs> and so I had this drawn avatar, and I just went and Photoshopped the book in front of it. Nice. <laughs> nice. But what, the, what he's not telling you is that actually he's got a copy of Saga sitting inside it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, well, is there anything else you guys wanted to add, or shall we wrap up here? Um, Saga is a great comic. Everyone should be oh, reading Saga. <laughs> Yes. Okay. The, be the best thing about Saga is that you know when I when I picked it up and I started reading it, I was so excited because I got to the point where you know where like all the people from Wreath started talking. I'm like, they're speaking Esperanto, and I know what they're saying. Oh, it's Zod! <laughs> I this is something you should be reading. <laughs> totally. Thanks to Stig, I found the ten lessons thing that Stig was talking about for Esperanto. I'm on lesson five, or just finished lesson five. Fantastic. So I've got all the nouns and adverbs down. So. So nice. not to drag this out further, but uh, Stig, have yeah, have you seen Incubus, <laughs> which is the William Shatner Esperanto movie? <laughs> have you have you seen that, Stig? Yes. There is nothing bad in that in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, um, I I've seen parts of it. I haven't watched the whole thing through. I own it. How sad is that? Neil <laughs> Tapio. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so that's our show for this evening. We want to thank both Ralph and Stig for joining us. Next week, we'll be talking about Langtheris about, wow, that's a horribly constructed sentence the way I said Did it. I about out? AIE in the world of Warcraft. No, that was just me. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not English. That's fourth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to interject real quick here, a plug for a couple of our AIE buddies, uh, Veronica Belmont and Tom Merritt. If you haven't uh, seen it, you've got to go to YouTube and Google the Parsec Awards 2013. They both presented. Veronica oh. did an amazingly horrible New England accent. It was hilarious alongside wow. Scott Ziegler. I have Tom to check to present, that out. <laughs> Tom got to present an award standing next to the seventh doctor, Sylvester McCoy, and he was hilarious. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. Stay tuned. We've got a full ride of great AIE member segments coming right up, including other much less known Shahs of Pandera, a brand new segment, which is awesome. It is. Uh, Azeroth Archives, Mega Minute, Overly Dramatic News, Slash Gratz, and Slash Gratz? Oh, Slash Gratz. Yes. Can't yes. Slash Gratz. And, uh, slash yes. Gratz. And a uh, quick shout out to Miss Mulgar. We don't have a Miss Mulgar episode. She had a family uh, the event happened. It was very sad. We won't go into the details because she hasn't asked us to make it public, but we just want to say from the AI podcast team, we miss you. We're very sorry for you and our hearts are with you. Yeah. Miss Mulgar is <laughs> an absolutely great, great individual. We, we wish her family well. Yes, we do. And if you need to reach us, we can be found at our email address, podcast at AIE-guild.org. Our Twitter's at AIE Podcast. But you can find Gomez at Show Not Found, Accusad is at Accusad, and I am at Aludra underscore AIE. Our guest Twitters are Stig is at Stig, and Ralph is at Ralphie. We record live with video every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Thursday. 6 p.m. Pacific. 
<laughs> yeah, I said Tuesday because I don't know what I'm thinking here. <laughs> Thursday. It's actually Thursday. I tried to right trick now. you. Sorry about that. We may yes. need to drink less during the show. <laughs> I'm only drinking water is the joke. You can join the chat room and play along with us or watch one of our past shows on our website at theaipodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website at keyswithsoul.com. And just FYI, periodically he will offer deals to uh, on Twitter. You should absolutely follow him on Twitter because he will say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm thinking of doing five podcast themes. If you tweet at me and it will it'll be, you know, there'll be some amount of money involved. It's like 40 or 50 bucks or something. 100% worth it. He came up with our theme in two tries and we absolutely love it. So wholeheartedly recommend his uh, his stuff. Congratulations on being a member of AIE, one of the largest and most fantastic gaming communities on the planet. Now, because AIE is so large, there is a very good chance that one of your fellow members may be living right next door. What if I told you there was a place where all of the information pertinent to you could be accessed in one easy-to-navigate website? A one-stop shop to organize meetups for BlizzCon, DragonCon, Nerdtacular, or even a small get-together at the local pub. Go to www.meetup.com slash alea-eocta-est-gaming-community and register. Put in your location and you'll have access to all of the latest events that AIE has to offer. That's www.meetup.com slash alea-eocta-est-gaming-community. AIE where all the nice people on the internet are. Gentlemen, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, direct your attention to AIE. Solutions. Ow. Greetings. This is Rastlin, presenting the first in an ongoing informational series other, much lesser-known Shahs of Pandaria. Tonight, the Shah of Clutter. This Shah gives a new meaning to the term trash fight, as the party engages this Shah over and through a mountain of dirt, debris, dead bodies, and dropped adventuring gear. The fight is made even more difficult as the party must fight both the Shah and the compulsion to leave and return with all their belongings, including everything from their personal banks and void storage. Adventures with access to a guild bank are typically rendered totally ineffective. Should this Shah be defeated, a mad scramble ensues as everyone struggles to find whatever it was the Shah dropped as their reward. The party typically fails to find it amongst the thousands of other items and thus contributes to the ever-growing pile. We now return to your regularly scheduled raid run already in progress. Hello again. Welcome back to the Azeroth Archives. I am Adaristus, undead rogue and chief explorer for the Archives. While the space goat is out, I thought I'd fill you in on a couple of things he forgot to expand on last week. What the hell are Pit Lords and Dreadlords? Pit Lords' proper name is Annihilans, and they're half-humanoid, half-lizard demons, about 50 feet tall with massive tusks and vestigial wings. 
If you've ever been through the dark portal, you've seen one as soon as you tried to go down the stairs into Hellfire Peninsula. Magtheridon is another you may have seen and killed. They're too big for any fewer than an army of adventurers to even think of taking down, but aren't too bright. They'd rather eat you first and ask questions later. The Dreadlords are also known as Nathrazim, demons like the Pit Lords, but shorter, standing on two feet with horns instead of tusks, and able to communicate telepathically. They are the tacticians and field lieutenants of the Burning Legion, and can wield both arcane and fell magics. They are also known to be treacherous, such as Veramathris, who pretended to serve Lady Sylvanas, but instead sought to overthrow the Undercity. It is said that the Nethrezim are the Tolkitum, the unseen guests. As always, my recommended method for dealing with both Pit Lords and Dread Lords is to stab them from behind and repeat until they die. Squid Face will be back next week with more of his history garbage. Dark Lady, watch over you until next we meet. Follow at Azeroth Archives on Twitter, or listen to past episodes at azeroth-archives.tumblr.com. Welcome back to another Mega Minute with Megacode, a mini-cast on all things Holy Paladin. Last week, after my dyslexia subsided, I realized that I had gone over the spell changes. So this week, I'll actually be reviewing talent and glyph changes come 5.4. Let's start by reviewing three talent changes that got the most attention. Selfless healer talent for Holy got a huge revamp. Not only does it buff our flash of light healing spell, but they've added divine light and holy radiance to it as well. But wait, it gets better. Your successful judgments also generate a charge of holy power. So with judgments generating holy power and reducing the global cooldown for holy shock and other judgments from the new sanctity of battle passive spell, you can possibly generate holy power fast enough to really throw out a ton of mana free healing from spells like Word of Glory, Eternal Flame, and Light of Dawn. Now another big change has occurred to our Sacred Shield talent. It now can be active on more than one player. Three charges maximum with 10 second recharge time. I feel that this will be more suitable in 10 mans where you'll be able to cover a third to half the raid in mitigation bubbles. Last thing with talents I wanted to go over was Eternal Flame. As I mentioned last week, we lost our ability to generate mastery shields from Eternal Flame's heal over time component. In order to, I guess you could call it, balance the nerf, Blizzard buffed Eternal Flame's heal over time by 40%. It still won't make up for how awesome it was in 5.3, but as far as 25 mans go, it still looks like it has its place on our heal arsenal. Now let's go over some new potential glyphs coming with 5.4. The only two I felt worth going over for Holy Spec were Glyph of Divine Shield and Glyph of Hand of Sacrifice. So with Glyph of Divine Shield, removing harmful effects with Divine Shield heals you for 10% for each effect removed. This heal can't exceed 50% of your maximum health. Can't say I need it now and definitely don't see me using it in PvE once 5.4 drops. Now PvP might actually have some use for this glyph since healers are public enemy 
enemy number one in the battleground. Glyph of Hand of Sacrifice. Damage is no longer redirected to the Paladin when using Hand of Sacrifice. Now this I could see myself using since Hand of Sacrifice is used by me on all fights and definitely may allow me to save a Divine Shield or Protection spell for a later time. So that's it for now with my brief thoughts on our 5.4 talent changes. Once the next patch hits and we get busy healing in Siege of Ogamar, I'll be sure to once again review all of our talents and healing spells. Until then, good luck. If you're on Twitter, come follow me at FFPMark with a C or check out my blog page at HealingSpec.com. Misunderstanding about new game leads to Ogre Health Crisis. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The announcement of the beta for Blizzard's new Hearthstone game has been met with great excitement, and the buzz has reached even some of the most remote backwaters of Azeroth. But in the case of Dustwalla Marsh's Brackenwall Village, this has led to some unforeseen consequences. The ogres of the village, with a single exception, are not the brightest bunch. Brackenwall finished dead last in this year's No Horde Left Behind ratings. So it's perhaps unsurprising that they somehow got it into their thick ogre skulls that the goal of the game was to collect as many actual hearthstones as possible, carrying them in huge sacks everywhere they go. Alas, even an ogre's strength has its limits, and the local Healers Without Borders clinic reports that fully half of the village has developed hernias. An emergency shipment of triple X-sized trusses is being rushed to the scene, but in the meantime, groans of agony have been heard from as far away as Mudsprocket. This just in, the crisis has now suffered its first fatality, Drazilb, the aforementioned single exception. Apparently he was berating the others for their, quote, idiocy, when he discovered to his shock that a hernia does not affect an ogre's accuracy at throwing stones, which just goes to show being intelligent is not the same as being wise. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com, and if you're going to DragonCon, look for me at the AIE meetup. Greetings, and welcome to Slashgrants. I'm your host, g 4 I'm here to talk to you about the fun achievements you can earn in the world of Warcraft. This week's achievement is respect. The goal here is to bow to the Shadow Pan novices when they bow to you after being defeated during the Master Snowdrift event in Shadow Pan Mastery on Heroic Difficult. So first you want to go ahead and assign one of the players in your dungeon group to do the slash bow after each fighter that you guys fight becomes friendly. It's a good idea to set up a macro. That way you're not fumbling over anything and they could just hit one button and bow. After each bow, that player, and maybe all of you, will get the vanity buff called respect so you'll know that you're doing it correctly. And if you do this correctly, you'll get the achievement respect. 10 points. If you'd like now, you can subscribe to Slashcrats on Stitcher, iTunes, and RSS. Past segments and notes are at slashcrats.com. You could follow me on Twitter at efinkg4. Good luck, and I'll see you next week. So until next time, this is Gomez. This is Alija. And this is Accuzod. And this has been the AIE Podcast. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.